0: Good morning. How are you guys? I asked last night, are you a fan of the snow or are you just really wanting sunshine at this point? Really? Oh my goodness, so many more snows in here this morning. Okay. well, if you like the snow, pretend like we're all in a beautiful cabin together enjoying hot chocolate, and it's a great time. And if you are really wanting the sun, just pretend like I would also like to dream with you that we are at a resort in Mexico and it is absolutely sunny outside. Um, Good morning, my name is Janelle. We are so thankful. I see lots of new faces this morning, so we're so grateful that you would just choose to spend your Sunday morning with us at Shine. We had someone who said this about our church in a very brief statement. Shine Church is weird, okay? So if you're here for your first time, be okay with the weird. It's expected, it's fun. We want to hear from you. We believe that the Lord has given revelation and wisdom and has imparted his character to each person in this room differently. And so that is why we have an interactive service and an opportunity for each of us to just share facets of the heart of God in our encounters with him. Um, We have been in a series talking about Romans 14. Can you guys say Romans 14? Passionate, guys. Here's the thing. It's been weeks, and there is so much depth to this passage. We have been diving into what God is asking of us personally, what God is asking of us corporately, and we are going to continue doing that this morning. However, if you did not know this about me, I used to be a youth intern, and I was a children's pastor for a little while, and I really believe in some games. I think they're fun, and I think adults are being gypped, okay? So we have... (laughs) Some games this morning and some prizes. Can I ask for two willing volunteers to play our first game? Willing, guys, yes. I'm like, did you, are we being voluntold over here? Yes, come on up. (laughs) All right, we have Adrian, who else? We have another game too, so if you're desperately wanting to do one. Okay, okay, they're volunteering game two. Yes, come on up. This is Amy. We have the Adrian and Amy models up here today. Okay, so here's the deal. Have y'all ever watched Minute to Win It games? Anybody? Okay. Well, it's very easy to explain. You have a minute to win it, all right? So um, we have uncooked rice. Uh Uh-oh, please don't die on this stage. Um, We have uncooked rice. And let me tell you, when you're watching this, it looks a lot more (laughs) simple and straightforward than it is. I promise it's uncooked. They have one bowl with uncooked rice and one bowl that is completely empty. And all they have are these chopsticks. You cannot use your other hand. Um, You cannot pick up the bowl. You just have to do your darn best and get some strategy to get. (laughs) some grains of rice into this bowl, so we have one minute, and Pastor Dan up here with the timer, so everybody count down from three with me, and cheer them on, okay, remember we have Amy and Adrian, let's encourage them, three, two, one, go, all right, go, 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 all right, she's got a strategy, it's like a toss, we've got a tossing strategy, and Yes, Amy's getting some scoops. Go, 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 go. All right, we have different strategies. She's using the bottom half of the chopsticks to get one. My question is, do you guys like sushi? No, <laughs> The non-sushi eater struggling with the chopsticks. Absolutely. Go, go, go. We have 20 seconds. Make it count. You guys are doing great. One grain of rice at a time, guys. Come on. Go, 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 go. Oh, oh, this is good. This is good. Three, two, one. Chopsticks down. OK, OK, OK. This was, it was close. It's very difficult, but Adrian has more rice in her bowl. So Adrian, you are the winner. Here's your gift card. Thank you so much for being willing to play. Um, listen, if you really want to try this either at home with your kids or if you're just really bored, give it a go. It's hard as all get out. Um, I wanted to be able to just reference this scripture all over again. So it's 23 verses before we go all the way in this morning, okay? And then I'm going to give us a chance to practice what we just read. Again, we are interactive. So I'm going to ask for one volunteer to read verse 1 through 12, and then another volunteer to read verses 13 through 23. It will be on the screens, or you can read it on the Uversion app on your phone, or if you have your physical Bible. We are in Romans 14, but can I have a volunteer for verses 1 through 12? Yes. Thank you.
1: All right. Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat for God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day observe it in honor of the Lord. Also, those who eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God, while those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, each of us will be accountable to God.
0: Thank you. So obviously, even as we just make our way through our first 12 verses, I think it's very evident we see people are all over the map, right? That's what we've been talking about for the last few weeks is just there are people who are going to stand on this side with bread and this side with bread, this side with vegetables, this side with alcohol, this side with walking, this side with wearing, this side with... We're all over the map. And God knew that, and he loves it, and he believes that it is an amazing thing about you that he has created you as an individual to serve him in the very way and with the very things that he's placed inside of you. All right, thank you, Andrew. Who would be willing to read verses 13 through 23? Ooh, my childhood friend coming through this morning.
2: (laughs) Anxiety from reading in high school English. (laughs) All right, verse 13. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or to drink wine or to do anything that causes your brother to to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is contem- con- but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin.:
0: Thank you. So can everybody do this with me? We are going to take a big, deep breath this morning. Here is the good news of Jesus. We can read a passage like this. And we can feel that we have to be bound to having the correct answers. Here's what God is asking us in this passage. It is that we would be bound to him. Okay, that's freedom. I know that I can go to him as my father, as my friend, as my Lord, as my master, and I can ask him any question, and he'll meet me in that place. But if I think in my own strength and in my own flesh that I have to somehow figure out how I'm not supposed to stumble, how I'm not supposed to make other people stumble, and I have to live bound in that place. If you come in here this morning and you feel bound up, you feel like you cannot do anything right, the Lord wants to set you free this morning. That is not his heart for you, that you would feel like you literally cannot move from this place. Okay? So I have one more game. And I just wanted to give us an opportunity to practice here. Um, this whole concept of just, we're not going to judge. We're not going to judge what you look like as you try to get this cookie in your mouth. We're not going to judge that you're eating gluten or sugar. I see your faces, but you volunteered, so I'm calling you up. Come on up here, guys. This is so awesome. So these are some friends from Jubilee Fellowship Church, and He came to just bless us this morning by drumming and joining us in worship and Kelsey came to worship with us. And so we're so thankful to have you guys here. Thank you so much. Um, And now you get a cookie. Come on, somebody. Listen, this is free reign after this game. Y'all can take as many chocolate chip cookies as you want. Just one cookie. All right, so this minute to win a game, the way that it works, you take this cookie. Okay, they've seen it. I think that they had some intel and they practiced last night. <laughs> okay, so they're gonna put the cookie on their forehead and they are going to do their very best without using their hands, only tilting their face to get the cookie from their forehead into their mouth in 60 seconds. Are either of you competitive? Okay, all right. This, <laughs> this makes for a fun conversation in the car on the way home. All right, I'm gonna look at this timer. Everybody count down with me. Don't move the cookie until we say go, all right? Three, two, one, go! All right, all right, ooh, I like this. It's like an inching method, what, what, no! So close, pick it up, go again. All right, guys, you have a good strategy. It's so calm and peaceful. for you cookies for you <laughs> thank you guys so much for being willing to play this morning listen I know it's so silly but sometimes it's just good to laugh together right oh joy of the Lord in this place today thank you Jesus so as we've been talking about Romans 14 at least for me I can speak for myself from our rules of engagement, speak for myself, that I can get kind of overwhelmed. I almost start to feel like there, I can be paralyzed by being afraid to step out in the wrong way or to do the wrong things. And as I had been processing that with the Lord specifically, he highlighted to me verse 12. So then each of us will give an account of God to himself. Here's something, again, that I hope you can find freedom in this morning. We are called to live in community, absolutely. But what is right for one person may not be right for another person. What God is calling someone to step out in may not be the same thing that he's calling someone else to step out in. And so we have this beautiful relationship where we can go directly to the Lord and ask him, God, what is your heart? Here's the thing. When we're going to be talking this morning about hearing the voice of God, we know that we want to go to Scripture, right? That's a universal place for us to hear the verse, of, the verse, the voice of God for all of us. That is a gift, right? There are some things that are universal. But there are ways that the Lord will speak to one person that he will not for another. That's okay. This whole passage is saying, have the freedom to know me and not to be bound to the opinions, thoughts, judgments, or even lifestyle of another person, all while, all while honoring them. And so I find freedom when I can say, Lord, I'm coming to you with a specific question, and I just want to know, what grieves your heart? What makes you proud? Where are you wanting me to walk in this? I'm gonna start with your word. I'm gonna go and ask for counsel from fellow believers and from people that I'm walking with, but always remembering that if I stay bound up in this place of fear, or doubting that I can actually hear him, that that's not his heart and that's not his will. We are accountable for ourselves and for our actions. The last verse of this passage says, For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. If you have sat under Pastor Dan's teaching for any amount of time, you'll hear him say this phrase often. And he says, So then faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. What is faith? Faith is us hearing, right? Well, guess what? He's not just pulling that out of thin air. Romans 10, 27 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The hinge on this whole passage, this very last verse, is saying that we would hear from God. He wants to speak to you. He desires to speak to you. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That's not just a willy-nilly thing that he said. That's a promise from God. My sheep know my voice. You know the voice of God. If you have accepted Jesus into your heart, there is some beautiful journey of familiarity that we walk with him in our moment-by-moment, day-to-day living. And so the question that we had sent out, if you're on our text feed for our Bible verses every weekend, one of the questions that we sent out is simply this. When you read this passage of scripture, what are we accountable to God for? So I'm gonna open that up to anybody who would want to answer. What are we accountable to God for? Specifically, what we're reading in Romans 14. Oh, also. There is a text line that you, if you are not comfortable, or you're watching online, and you want to be able to engage in this conversation, you have something to say, but you don't want to grab the mic. You can text 720-505-4511. Pastor DJ does that way better than I do. It sounds like a sales advertisement. But go ahead and text that number if you would like to engage.
3: We're accountable to not judge and to focus on the real reason we're we're with our friends. It's Mm. to embrace them and teach them and be with them.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. Say your name when you grab the mic. Thank you, Andrew. (laughs)
2: I am Melanie. Um, I I think how we treat people, mm. but not only that. What is our motivation for the way we're treating them? Not so only good. do we have to look at other people, we need to look even more deeply at ourselves.
3: It's really good.
4: Rebecca. Um, I would say like love is the first word that comes to mind which is I mean basically the same as what everybody else is saying you know like have love and respect for you know your fellow man essentially um,
0: and pretty much you know straight up as that. So. so good and if you read that passage and you read the header above it it's talking about how it's all the work of love that Jesus is doing in us. So,
5: Janelle, I got somebody from the text line that says, um, not to judge others and to be accountable for what we are doing with our time and life. Be accountable for um, our life. It's pretty humbling.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think the, the interesting thing about this passage, we had someone bring up last night as well we are accountable to the lord we are accountable to each other as fellow believers and so there's a duality in this scripture where we realize we truly aren't just an island unto ourselves right we're to it says to honor we are to serve the people who are around us and so just seeking the lord for what the best way that we can do that with each person so
1: Can I ask a question? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, my name's Andrew. Um, so I think we all, like everyone's answers, were you know, we're accountable for ourselves with God. But when do you think you cross over the line of having some bit of accountability for another relationship in your life? Does
6: anyone have any thoughts? My name is Tyrone. Uh, that question—that's uh, a big, giant question because um, um, I, I'm accountable as a father, and to—and as such, to try to uh, impart to my family, my children, my wife, God, and who He is, and so forth. And um, um, so, I mean, I can probably talk about an hour about the, this, but anyway, I. I uh, uh, so I feel, to answer your question specifically, accountable as a father, and then I feel as a financial stewardship as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel um, in terms of work, um, the people around you, and, and I, I own a company, so I, I uh, have a big heart for my employees and, and my customer. Even driving over here today, I, I was talking to uh, somebody accountable for that and your friends and, and strangers. So anyway, that's... My thoughts.
5: Um, somebody online was answering Andrew's question. I think the main thing is what is the heart behind our actions and thoughts when we come to someone with a judgment? Is it to criticize the person or is it truly to bring them closer to God?
2: It's good.
0: Yeah, thank you to whoever sent that in.
2: Tyrone's um, synopsis of representing God well. I don't think you can be accountable for other people in your life and their decisions, but when they come to you or to the extent in which you were involved, how did you represent the kingdom of God? How did you represent the attributes of the Father in whatever situation you find yourself in? And I think ultimately that's what we're held accountable to at the end is— There's, there's clear do's and don'ts in Scripture and, and clear, clear ways to understand and experience the freedom of God, not even just restrictive but unlimited peace, um, power, you know, things of the Father. Um, but that looks different in different ways for everybody. And at the end of the day, if you can stand before the throne and say, I did this, because this is what I know about the heart of God. This is how I show love, joy, peace, patience, all the fruit of the Spirit. Um, and, and, and you can re- reconcile that with the Holy Spirit in your soul. Then I think that's your point of accountability. Yeah.
5: Janelle, another one online. Um, just simply put Luke 6.31, which simply says, Treat others the same way you would want them to treat you.
0: It's easy to overcomplicate it,
7: right? Judgment is a powerful thing. (laughs) It's scary. But I think this actually, this chapter is beautiful because it pulls back the curtain of who God really is Mm -hmm. and how he thinks about people. And all of us struggle with judgment, you know. But it also, I think, identifies the old covenant and the new covenant and the rules. And these people were taught the rules and we saw that with the disciples and how do we deal with rules? Do I yeah. find freedom or do I find uh, resistance and do I break the rules? You know. Yeah. So there's a lot of freedom in seeing how God looks at it. Things matter, obviously a day and what you eat does it. But how, we, how God sees us and how we see him really matters.
0: Yeah. And other people. Yeah, I love that. I think it brings it down so simply to whatever we do, it says live unto the Lord die unto the Lord, eat unto the Lord. He's just like, hey, can I be a part of that? That's the new covenant, because it's it doesn't have to be a division.
5: Janelle, one more um, through the text line, and that was, um, we should try to outdo each other in love and humility, making ourselves uncomfortable so someone else can be comfortable.
2: Wow.
0: So if we think of doing these things in love, navigating relationships, walking through discomfort, but we recognize that this whole passage hinges on that hearing from God. And when we say that, that can be you personally, that can be someone speaking to you, sharing the heart of God with you, that can be scripture. But what do you think some hindrances are or things that keep us from having an expectation that we can hear from God? Have you ever experienced something that has kept you from having an expectation or from believing that you can hear from God?
1: Uh, Kyler, um, I would say for me, it is a lack of experience of um, anything that I would consider to be like supernatural. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I have heard stories of other people experiencing things, but I myself have not seen or experienced that. And so I have this doubt sometimes that comes up and it's like, well, how can I receive from God if... I've not experienced or been able to even recognize that I've experienced something.
0: Yeah, and that's so relatable. There's not one person in this room that could not raise their hand if you were to say, have you ever doubted that you can hear from God? Or have you ever doubted that you heard from him, right? We all experience that.
8: Yeah, I think trust is one issue that people have from hearing from God. Um, one is trusting that God really does want to speak to you mm. and then trusting yourself that you're actually hearing from him. And and I actually had a word for the worship yesterday right in the same vein. Um, I kind of knew you were talking about this, so that's <laughs> given. But uh, I really felt like the Lord was speaking to me that, that there is that trust issue, but it's also... Digging into the word and really learning who God is through his word. And that word, it can't be, can't be separated. Every word is very specific in the Bible. And if you learn his word through that, then you'll learn to hear his word when he's speaking to you individually more.
0: Would you be willing to pray into that? So either for people who feel that they just don't have the ability to trust themselves or to trust God to speak or any barriers within what you just shared. Just to break
8: that off of people this morning. Thank you. Father God, I just ask for just a release of your word over your people here, Lord. That they would be able to hear your voice in many different ways. The ways that you speak are different for everybody and even different for each person in a different situation, Lord. So, Lord, would we, as we read your word, we'll be able to. Apply that to our hearts, Lord, so that we would then hear your voice when you speak, Lord. Lord, I ask for just a, an increase, and overflowing of your your word of, in people's ears, in their hearts, in their minds, um, the different ways that you come into their lives, Lord. We just thank you for the revelation that will come from this, Lord, that people would be able to speak out, wow, God told me this for you. Like, it's not just to keep for ourselves. Sometimes it is for ourselves, but most of the time is to be able to share with others, Lord. So I just ask for a release of your word over your people to your people. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Thank you, Paul.
5: Janelle, um, from the 720, (laughs) uh, thinking I've heard from God and it was wrong or incomplete. Hmm. So, you know, I think they're saying, you, you think you've heard, and then it didn't f- come through or fall through, and therefore then that makes it harder to hear the next time. And then somebody else said, it takes practice, and sometimes we don't get it right. I've had at times when I've made a choice or something and got it wrong. He still uses it, but it makes it scary to continue forward in practice as I try to h- hear his voice and not any other.
0: Thank God for the fact that we can try. We can try. And I can trust Jesus in you and Jesus in you that if I bring you something and I totally miss it, that you can hear from him. And there's so much freedom in that relationship. And so I'm gonna do a little plug here. Pastor Kim is doing a hearing from God class, March 16th and 23rd. It's gonna be 6.30 p.m. in this room. And if you are wanting to grow in your ability to walk out, what is hearing? What is hearing from God? What's hearing from God for myself, for my friends, for my family, for the people in this room on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning? How can I do that? And where is it safe for me to step out? And like that person online just said, to make a mistake, right? So we want to invite you, please sign up, shinechurch.life slash events. This class is going to be amazing. We have just felt so much life, um, specifically just what God's been revealing to Pastor Kim and just the excitement behind where he's leading us as a church. So if you have the ability to join that, please sign up. And if you have any questions, obviously, feel free to ask anyone on our staff or Pastor Kim um, for details about that class. Anyone else about expectations that keep you from, or what keeps you from having expectation? I'm sorry.
1: I think I want God to speak to me in like the still small voice. Oh, sorry, I'm Andrew again. Um, In the still small voice, almost more than like through the word. Mm -hmm. Um, Or sometimes when I read the word, I'm reading it trying to find something for me instead of trying to find what it's saying about God, his character, and like his plan to redeem mankind. Right. And that actually hinders me from hearing God's voice. And it's such a tiny little difference. Um, But in the first one, seeking the still small voice, I either get wrapped up in my own thoughts. My mind just goes crazy. I'm like, that could be God. But that could also be God. But that could also be God. So what do I do? And I kind of get paralyzed. Um, or I'll read the Word, and I'll take, like, one verse, and I'm like, that makes me feel good. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, like, try to stand on that verse. But it, it's, like, out of context or something like that. So those are little ways that I feel like I get tripped up.
0: Yeah, I, I that makes me think of what Pastor Peter always says about how does this scripture or this passage point to Jesus, to your point. Am I trying to point to myself and to find Obviously, he's giving us a road map, and he so graciously meets us in those places. But if we find him, then really everything else is already answered. And I just see a picture. um, I don't know if this is just for you or for other people in the room, but I just see a picture of when we make the decision to actually spend time in the word and to dive into scripture Maybe this is weird to you, and I'm sorry, just disregard it if it is, but I just see the Lord coming around. So like when, as you would hold a Bible, right, he's coming around you with his arms, and in that relationship, like you're saying, even still small voice, he is able to literally whisper, to highlight. He is in the process of us dividing and searching Scripture with us. We aren't left to do that alone, and that's because of the new covenant that he's given us the Holy Spirit to help us search that out. So know that every time that you read your Bible, he is digging right in with you mm. to reveal himself. His heart is always to reveal himself to you.
4: Um, I'm Elena. Um, I, he's, I've been deba- debating for like 20 minutes to share a personal story about this. So Jesus, forgive me for my stubbornness. Um, I actually have a personal story um, about hearing from God and obeying what He told me, and I shared it at um, House Church last Sunday, Um, and (laughs) um, I know, my mom's telling me I can do it. Um, So I... um, uh, just graduated med school, well, not just graduated, like just like five months ago from in December, um, and I'm taking my state boards um, to actually get a license and to actually practice, and um, I took it um, last month, the beginning of February, and I didn't pass by two questions, and I remember driving there and just praying and just blasting, like, worship music, and, like, and I was... Saying like, Jesus, please help me pass. Please help me pass, because I was I've been so excited to actually graduate for you know really long time, and um, I was praying, and I felt so strongly that He told me that I was going to pass, and um, that and that He was with me. And I w- I have really bad test anxiety, and I was so calm the whole time, and I was when I find out or when I found out that I didn't pass, um, I was very angry. And I was very confused. And when I was praying afterwards, um, he told me that um, you are going to pass, but you didn't let me finish. You, I, you are going to pass, but it wasn't that first time, and you will pass. And so I, it was a great reminder for me because he's been working in me for years to be patient. I am not a patient person. I want things right now. You know, like I want, like I want to see the you know, the glory as soon as possible, you know, and so, and he also told me that I didn't pass because what he had for me isn't ready, and if that means a job, which it probably does because I'm really anxious about that too, (laughs) Um, I want to save up as much as I can and buy a house, and so there's like a lot of things that have to happen um, in order for it to go well, and so I was not only very humbled when he told me that not only did I not let him finish, but I need to wait longer. Mm -hmm. And so it was, yeah, just a personal story. So
0: you're welcome. Thank (laughs) you for sharing that. And you will pass. You're brilliant. I think something that you said, in that reminds me of what a person who texted in has commented as well. And it's, what is the posture of our heart When we even go to hear from God. So as someone has said, we can do all of the things that we find in the scripture, but if our heart is in the wrong place, was that unto the Lord? Was that the way that we would want to lay it before him? And you use the word humility. And I think that a huge posture that we see all throughout scripture in people who have been instructed and heard from God was just But they would humble themselves not to have predetermined answers or certain ways. You know, maybe we give God multiple choice. We pray something and we're like, you can pick A, B, C, or D. Pick one of the four. And he's like, no, sorry, it's not on the list, you know. And so Priscilla Shira says this, there is power in your positioning. There is power in your posture. How are we encouraged to posture ourselves in this scripture, in the Bible as a whole, to hear from the Lord? For you personally, what are some of the postures that has opened the door for God to speak to you?
9: I'm also not a patient person. Um, but one of the things that I've I've learned um, about once once a year, I'll I'll spend an entire day where I'll just go spend time with God, um, and He doesn't talk to me. And uh, and a friend of mine told me one time, he said, you know, a, a lot of times I'll just pray, and then I'll just say, you know what, God, I'm just gonna sit here and I'm gonna wait and i wait and i wait and i wait and then he eventually speaks to me when i'm ready not not when i think i'm ready but when i'm actually ready and so it's a it's a patience thing um, and a a preparing of your heart i think for me posturing is is more of like a i have to get out of my own head
0: Mm.
9: and let him start speaking the way that i'm going to hear it rather than the way i'm expecting to
0: that's good even in that, just the simple posture of listening. Am I monologuing with God? Or am I dialoguing with God? We have to create space for that. And he loves both, by the way. He really loves my monologues. <laughs> and our dialogues.
8: Hi, I'm Paul. I didn't, don't think I said that last time. <laughs> Giving thanks to him, I feel... When you're thankful to him, when you start a prayer like that, you're really putting it back on him, Mm. saying, I'm already thanking you in advance that you're going to speak to me. Your word says you're going to speak to me, and so I'm going to thank you that you speak to me, and then then it's on him, right? Because even if you're giving a word to somebody or you're getting a word for yourself, it's on him. If you make a mistake, it's on him. It's not on you, but you have to give it to him first. Be thankful.
0: Yeah, what will thankfulness not shift? It's so powerful.
5: Uh, Somebody from the text line, um, uh, the posture of empathy. Um, You know, in my mind, it's putting yourself in that other person's shoes or in that situation or whatever. Um, I'm not 100% sure if that's what they meant, but I think a posture of uh, empathy is a good one.
0: Absolutely.
2: Hi, I'm Bethany. I don't think I said that last time. Um, I think for me, it's a posture of being willing to trust whatever the response is. I like to operate in, it's either a red light or a green light. And sometimes Jesus is like, it's actually blue. And being able to say, well, I don't have a scenario in which I can complete the blue light. And I'm okay with that. Because if I go into my prayer and say, okay, Jesus, red or green light, and then he says blue, and then I end up with this... Well, I'm gonna negotiate back with you why I think it should either be red or green. And when I do that, it's not a posture of trust.
4: Hmm.
2: And being able to go into that prayer and saying, whatever you say, even if I don't get anything, being able to trust the unknown and the thing that I can't control is where I can yield to the provision that's found in the heart of the Father.
0: Yeah, and trusting that he's equipping you with the tools that you need. I even think of just utensils, right? Like if we're in a place where our blue light is, hey, I don't know how to use these chopsticks. He's like, I've got you. Let me give you a spoon, right? He will make sure that you are sustained by his goodness.
5: Another text, I often pray with this posture. God, you know what I want and you know what I need. Help me to want what your desire for me is.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Jeremiah three three, call to me and I will answer you. The posture of being willing to just call on him, right? Again, this is a promise. Call to me and I will answer you. Are we willing to lift our voice, to reach out our hand? Any other postures that have opened the door for God to speak to you?
3: I was just thinking I had prayed about something for two or three weeks, and and then I had kind of dropped it, and I happened to be in church standing next to David, and we were singing, and all of a sudden, God said four words to me. And so when he wants to speak to you, he'll butt in. I, uh, I didn't have to prepare myself for this at all he knew I had something on my mind that was pulling me down Mm -hmm. and then I just forgot it Uh, two or three weeks later then here he is right in the middle of the song (laughs) answering my prayer wow so there's another example
0: I love that that's a good encouragement say though that the posture is worship because you you left it with him and then you were
4: you know your heart was to worship him and that's when he spoke That's that's really cool
0: Hello, my name is Kelsey. Um, I often um, will first
4: pray Deuteronomy 29:29, 29, 29 um, and just committing the secret
0: things to belong to the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and then what is revealed to us to belong to us. And so um, similar to that just posture of trust, um, but just believing that what is being withheld like, is for our good, um, and God's glory, um, and what he has given us, is for our good. Yeah, come on. So, yeah. yeah. And that's verse 22, I think, is easy to sidestep, but I think it ties into that very well. It says, The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. So those things that are truly between us and Jesus and really aren't for anyone else, um, I think sometimes culturally, we want to be so quick and so free to share our thoughts and opinions that we're actually inviting judgment where maybe the lord is asking us to just just walk it out right okay i'm adrian again and
3: i was i've been thinking a lot about in my life i've had really different seasons and Sometimes God has spoken to me a lot, and sometimes He is dead silence. So I want to say the posture of silence. Mm. And I think a lot of times God has different periods of learning, and sometimes He's not actually going to really say anything, but He's going to be like, just be who you are and choose the path that is the most clear, and I'm not going to tell you. And it's okay, (laughs) because you're going to learn something from this. So I think just being at peace with him, and, and whether it's studying the word or knowing that you're, you
0: might not get a direct answer, and that's okay too, yeah. so. Man, the posture of trust is coming up a lot this morning. Just are we willing to trust? And even in that, the posture of peace, peace that his timing is not mine, his ways are not my ways,
7: My name is Stan. So, and I've been a believer for a long time, so you have more time to make mistakes. So, it it took me a long time, decades actually, to learn that the Word of God is true and He's never going to agree with me about my unbelief. And that's really the only thing Jesus chastised the disciples about. So, our identity is first. And this chapter, this whole chapter is about really incidentals, kind of like child rearing you know, do this, don't do that, put the fork on the right spot in the plate, you know. This is God actually sent Jesus' blood for our salvation, for us to have that relationship so that we're eternally forgiven. That's the good news. That's the being. And then the doing comes from God just kind of waiting for us to go ahead and do what I called you to do and be the light, be the salt, and whatever you do. And I don't think you can make a mistake, truthfully, because the most difficult situations that I've been in, that's where God is. you know. He said, if I, you make mm-hmm. your bed in hell, I'll be there with you. So a lot of times we get, we're afraid to go out, step out and do things to make the mistake. And this, chap, this whole chapter is saying, you can't really make a mistake doing that. Just be in me and walk mm-hmm. in me, you know. Be at peace there.
0: Posture of awareness that he's with us.
10: Hi, my name is, is Ed, and it was it Jennifer? Alina, I'm sorry. First of all, I want to thank you for being so vulnerable. Um, While human, and the Bible says that the adversary or the devil roams around like a roaring lion ready to destroy us, he would have loved to have destroyed you with your thought that, God, I thought I heard from you. I thought this was right, and it didn't happen. And I thank God that you you could have easily taken the choice. Well, I'm never going to trust in you again. And I always try to point back to Scripture. And I'm sure there's examples. The Bible's written for us for examples that we can look at. And, And I'm not a Bible scholar by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm thinking in my head, and pastors, correct me if I'm wrong. But I thought there was a point where Paul was heading on some missions trip and he thought for sure he was supposed to go here or whatever, and the whole trip got changed around and he ended up changing direction and going somewhere else. Um, It happens to all of us, and we're talking about trust here and the enemy would just love to destroy us when we think we were going one way and and it didn't happen. We have a choice, okay, and I thank you that you made the proper choice. So I want to say. That's good. Um, I think personally, a big part of my posture is um, how I surround myself. Um, I feel like it's almost like you have a hearing aid in your mind. God, God is always speaking to us, but are we turning that volume up or that volume down? Um, for me, when I have sin or shame, I'm turning that thing down. And it's part of the willingness that Bethany was saying, am I going to hear him or not to get it? And so I feel like when you surround yourself, we're in a congregation here, we come to church. That volume is being turned up for me, and I can get a message and I can hear it a lot more clear.
0: Wow.
1: My name is Andrew. That's really cool, too, because um, I've noticed sometimes, like in just my seeking God, sometimes there's something that, I need to repent for, that's kind of in the way. And so just asking the Lord, is there anything between you and me that I need to clear the air and just repent and humble myself before you? And then there's also scripture that says, if anyone has anything against you or if you have anything against someone else, to clear that and take care of that before you seek the Lord. So those are two other kind of practical questions. If you feel like you're not hearing from God, maybe just send up a quick prayer. Lord, is there anything between you and me that we need to clear? Is there anything between me and someone else or that someone else has against me? Um, And then just one more thing that has been really good for me to turn up and down that volume is reading the Bible, but not to intellectually understand it, just to quiet my thoughts, Mm -hmm. just to get them to stop spinning so fast. (laughs) Um, and you just, even if you read the same, like four verses over and over and over again, and you really focus on them, they can, they can lead you into this place of really cool connection with God's presence. And he might not speak to you, but I also remind myself that even just sitting in God's presence can do something supernatural in my spirit Mm -hmm. that I might not even understand. Um, so from online or from
5: the text, when we position ourselves to dwell in his presence. Um, so maybe the Lord is trying to speak something to somebody here. Um, asking him to break our hearts for what breaks his. Position our hearts for growth, healing, help for others, and hope. Somebody else wrote absolute surrender to him. Repeat anything. Uh, repent anything that blocks the relationship with God. Uh, sinful action, thoughts, et cetera. So almost exactly what what you were saying, just from people who are texting into.
0: Yeah, repentance. That's a huge piece of the equation, right? Because he doesn't want anything to come between us or to hinder. And I know Pastor Dan has said this in the last few weeks, um, but it's just so funny to me how everything I could have said and more. Like literally anything that could have even existed in my notes, you guys have more than covered. And with that trust piece, I just want to encourage you this morning, trust and believe that you hear from God. There are things that have been said this morning that someone else in this room needed to hear, and you heard it, and you were faithful to share it. And that's the journey that we're on as a church. So I just want to end with a prayer and praying specific postures that I highlighted in Romans 14. Um, For me, I'm a mover. When I worship, when I pray, I like to walk back and forth. Some people like to kneel. Some people obviously like to extend their hands. Whatever that is for you, I'm gonna invite you to position yourself physically while we pray, so if you wanna stand, if you would like to kneel, however you would prefer to respond. And we are just going to thank God for this word to us and ask him to further equip us this morning, okay? Oh, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your word. God, we thank you for instruction that you lovingly come alongside. And whether it's in a whisper, in a shout, in a moment, in a progression of years, God, we want to hear you. Loud and clear. And so we welcome you. God, would we welcome you with hearts that are not to quarrel or to debate what you have to say? Would we worship you and when we come to you fully convinced of your goodness? Would we choose every day to honor you because you are worthy? of honor. You are worthy of praise. Jesus, this morning we give thanks. We choose this posture of thanks. Thank you for what you have done on the cross. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the good news that sets us free this morning. God, we thank you that we can stand before you blameless and pure because of who you are and because of what you've done. God, we come to you and we recognize that the essence of your kingdom is life with you and life with your spirit. And so we pray for righteousness, every person in this room to be empowered by your righteousness, not by our own flesh. I pray for peace and joy to abound in the Holy Spirit in every life, in every family, in every workplace, in every household. Let us pursue peace and let us work towards the edification of one another. God, that each person would be encouraged that is around us. Would we hear your voice and the encouragements that we are to share? God, we ask for just an emboldening of every spirit. God, that our faith would be strengthened this morning to live out Romans 14. God, help us to navigate this journey of what it is to be accountable to one another, to be accountable to you. God, we thank you so much for family and for community and for safety in this place. I feel like the Lord is saying that there are just specific people that you, you don't feel that you have, Um, whether it's a support system or a godly support system or community. And so, Jesus, I pray that you would break through and that you would bring the right people at the right time to surround every individual in this room, every individual watching online, that we would be surrounded by godly community, that when we feel that we can't hear from you, that someone can speak a word of truth in the right time. And we thank you for that, God. We thank you for your provision in every way. I thank you that you want to share your heart and your ways. And God, I can come to you when I have questions beyond where I could possibly give an answer. But you're faithful to meet us in that place. And so we invite you, Lord, as we go from this place, would you share your thoughts on the things that we're doing, on the things that we're not doing. Would you lead us in your ways? We thank you for your presence, Jesus. You are so faithful, and you are so good to us. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us on a snowy Sunday morning. We loved having you. Again, the Hearing from God class is March 16th and 23rd at 630. You can sign up online. Go enjoy the snow, guys. We'll see you next week.